0: Yeah, it's not very good. The biggest compliment I can give is that every actor and actress were seriously trying to do what they could, but it is quite clear that not a single one of them gets much of anything to work with here. The Spy Kids comparisons are apt and probably a bit disparaging to Spy Kids, actually. There are also some appropriate Shark Boy and Lava Girl comparisons. Those were shocking to me and somehow were not entirely unfounded. And that alone should say all that needs to be said about Ant-Man 3, but I need a whole video here, so there's plenty left to call out that I'm going to talk about. Looking back at it, I feel one bit of the film that goes unnoticed and might be doing a lot to contribute to its feelings of emptiness and artificiality is that there are maybe five minutes of film that take place outside. This is a weird complaint to levy, I know, but if you think about it, I promise it makes sense. There is no grounding to reality for most of the film. No frame of reference for our brains to fall back on everything is quantum, so nothing feels it. It's all just gray sludge in our minds after a certain point when there is nothing in the world for us to compare anything to. It also doesn't help that most of the environments in the quantum realm happen to look like gray sludge anyway. But really, just an ability to contrast would probably have helped Ant-Man 3 tremendously. The only real environment we see is when Scott walks down the street in the movie. That is just Insanity to me. How do you make a movie like that? And after so long, these fake environments feel more and more obvious. The out-of-focus CGI backgrounds used in every single shot become more and more jarring. When i can tell specifically what scenes are being shot on a lifeless indoor stage it just hurts my immersion nothing feels genuine to me and everything in the film suffers because of that it's clear the visuals are unfinished at many points but it does not stop there quite frankly it felt like the script was unfinished as well dialogue was not just uninspired it was plain bad and painful at times Just the bottom of the barrel, really. The girl with the spear that turned people into exploding paint? I don't even know what her name was. Did she even have a name? God have mercy on her actress. That woman was dealt such a shit hand. That character spoke like a young adult dystopia edgelord rebel character from an early 2000s movie. It was actually beyond the pale. Things haven't been the same since he showed up. They took everything from us. Why should I trust you? For all I know, you're with him. Just, it felt like they were intentionally checking boxes on these horrible cliches. The actor who plays Cheaty from The Good Place also gets shit all to do, and is entirely wasted. Further, how is it that I feel there were zero character moments in the movie? There were only like seven named characters. I felt nothing went on with any of them. Was there an arc for anyone other than Cassie learning to jump and tap? oh, wait a minute, that didn't even have a payoff, so never mind. How? How did that not have a payoff? How do you set that up and then not have some sort of explicit payoff? Insanity. The fight with MODOK could have been so rewarding if they did that, if Cassie used something her father had taught her to beat an enemy that has haunted her since her childhood. And also, if MODOK didn't turn into a complete buffoon with zero awareness or fighting capability whenever a main character was within 10 yards of him. Dude couldn't hit the broad side of a barn enlarged by pin Particles whenever it mattered. Just painful. Then there was also the atrocious trope of the rom-com misunderstanding causing like 30 minutes of movie. I don't have time to explain. You need to explain. I can explain. We need to understand. But I'll explain later. There's no time. Did Marvel Studios have early access to chat GPT or something? Did they feed it exclusively movies that were rated 2 out of 5 stars that came out at least 15 years ago? Is that what wrote this movie? Perhaps I'm being too harsh, but honestly, the billion-dollar company could use a wake-up call. It is not producing quality content and has not for some time. I think the attempt here was to make something adjacent to Star Wars or do their own Star Wars, but they didn't bother with the charming character moments, or the atmosphere, or worn-lived-in aesthetics, or the engaging, thought-out story, or really anything good from the original trilogy now that I think about it. It was also incredibly annoying how the characters simply refused to say kang's name for like half of the movie it is so obvious that they're avoiding it as if it's some big reveal or something but kang is also their entire selling point of the movie and has been featured heavily in the marketing so what the hell you cannot have your cake and eat it too here and on the subject of Jonathan Majors tries, he really does, but he's trying to sculpt a statue out of water here, though. There's nothing for him to work with. Coupled this with the fact that he is the most threatening Kang variant, supposedly, the one every other Kang decided to gang up on to exile, and this Kang variant gets his shit rocked by Ant-Man within like four hours of them meeting each other? Tough for me to buy into this dude at all. Kinda weak showing for our next big bad, apparently. But, you know, moving on, I guess. Like I said, all the actors gave their all, and I commend their efforts. Even the recast Cassie Lang girl could be seriously talented, but I'd never know if this was all I could go off of, because dear lord, she gets some of the worst lines in the film. Which is really saying something, considering the rest of the dialogue that everyone else had to deal with. I guess I'm going to wrap this up by counting on one hand the number of things I do like about the movie. First up, the Ant-Man theme returned, and much like a fungus, musical motifs grow on you as you hear them over time. It was nice, and Christoph Beck does good work with it, so happy to hear it again. Yes, I'm praising the movie for managing to have musical continuity with its predecessors. Not a high bar, but a surprising amount of Marvel movies fail to clear this bar. For example, the Thor movies. Second, uh, the broccoli guy was cool. Uh, He was fun funny joke and one of the few that actually landed for me in the film. Uh, As my girlfriend said, I was laughing at things that were not supposed to be funny and silent at things that were supposed to be funny so not great. Third, the scene with Scott's selves all working together because they all want the same thing was pretty cool. It's a fun ant parallel, a fun counterpoint to Kang and his variants, and probably my favorite moment of the film. Really, this was the only part that I actually bought into, and this is probably because it was the closest we got to a character moment in the entire two hours worth of movie. Fourth, and finally, is that there were sparks of coolness in the final fight. The POV shot of Scott getting stomped on from the trailers was cool and kinky. Scott's line of making sure they both lose was also something I really appreciated. But that's more so because I love a good hero line like that. Not the badass one-liners, but the sort of relentless I'm still here type of shit. Gets my blood pumping, and even in a trash movie like this one, it works on me. Uh, well, that about does it. Gonna end this now. I figure I'll put as much effort into the writing of this review as Marvel did into putting of the writing of Ant-Man 3. Because, you know, why not? Overall, it's a tepid 2 out of 5 star experience, bolstered only by the fact that my girlfriend paid for our tickets instead of me, and she brought in some really good candy to snack on during the showing. Actually, she kind of summed up this movie perfectly when I asked her what she thought after the fact. Uh, and I quote here. Overall, not that good. Probably the worst Ant-Man movie, and I don't even remember the second one. Yeah, honestly, I don't recommend this. Even if you're a Marvel fan, you're missing absolutely nothing. I don't even think I would rewatch this if I saw it scrolling through channels on TV. Just aggressive amounts of apathy is all that comes out of me when I look back on this movie. Until next time, when I hopefully see something less disappointing.